the, yeah, founding fathers, uh, one of the senior elders. And, um, you know, Pastor John and I, we go back many years. <laughs> and, um, you know, our ministry wouldn't be where it is without him. I want us to rise to our feet. And with a clap offering, let's welcome him as he comes and takes his liberty. Bless you. Amen. You may please take your seats. <clears throat> My nose is a bit blocked, so I sound man, you have to help me, yeah? Okay. How are you? Well, I want to thank God for being here today. It's also a privilege and an honor to be in this powerful house. Hallelujah. Headed by nobody else but the GO of CLF. Somebody said, what does GO mean? Mean general overseer. Amen. If you don't like that, you can call him Archbishop. Hallelujah. Archbishop means overall bishop. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, uh, Bishop, for allowing me to be here today. It's a privilege. So I want to thank you. And I trust that uh, the Lord will help you today. Amen. Amen. Shall we stand? How great is our God. Sing with me how great is I say that all will see Oh yes, how great Yes, I believe that very soon London will know how great is our God. Yeah. The United Kingdom will know how great is our God. Yeah. Before Jesus comes, the whole world will know that we serve a great and a big and a mighty God. It will happen whether you believe it or not. And this song will be sung throughout the nations that we serve a great and an awesome God. Lift your hands to him. Sing with me, how great, oh yes, how great, how great is our God, hallelujah, how great. Sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see, how great, how great is our God. One more time, how great, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. Oh, we see how great, how great is our God. Father, we thank you this morning. We appreciate you, Lord, that you are a great God. And there's nobody like you. You reign over all. You are the sovereign God. 
the kings of the earth shall declare, like Nebuchadnezzar said, that there is a God who rules in the affairs of men. Lord, show yourself strong on our behalf. Make yourself mighty on behalf of your people. Let it be known that you are indeed a great and awesome God, and that there is nobody beside you, you alone, our God. We appreciate you, Father. We love you, Father. Hallelujah. You see, I feel like I wish we had about three hours to just worship him some more, but I have to teach. He's so wonderful, he's so beautiful. I don't know about you, but my God is a great God. He's an awesome God, he reigns over all. He rules over all. His name is Jesus. He is an awesome God. Yes, Lord, how great is our God. Oh, you are great, you are great, you are great, Lord. Oh, yes, it's our God. I sing, I sing with me, how great is our God. Say, oh, we see how great, how great is our God. Hallelujah. I have to carry on. Take your seats. You are blessed. I said you are blessed. The greatness of our God, one of the ways that our God's greatness will be made manifest is through our prayers. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you have to pray and not faint. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Uh, I trust that the people doing the thing, you are a bit fast because uh, I have only a few minutes and I have a lot of scriptures. I preach with a lot of scriptures. So you have to run fast with me. Is that okay? What's your name? Sorry? Rebecca, you have to run fast with me. Yeah? I hope your fingers can tie fast. Good. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always, say always, ought to pray and not to lose heart. Men always, not when they feel like it. When not, it is good and convenient. But men ought to pray what? Always, say always. One more time. Always. And then he says, and not to lose heart. It means that as you pray, there are times that if you are not careful, you will lose heart. You will give up. Because you think the prayers are not working. But I can tell you, it is working. That is why Jesus said, men ought to, the, please, the men also means women there. Hallelujah. It doesn't just mean the, you know, male. It means human beings. Amen. Is that okay? Men ought to always pray and not to lose heart. I want to ask a question. Why is it that the devil seems to be prevailing in society? Do you agree with me that the devil seems to be prevailing? Even in many Christians' lives, homes, it seems that the enemy is running havoc all over the place. True or not true? The divorce rate in church is higher, they say, more than even outside there. True or not true? 
Maybe you don't know, but I know. <laughs> How come that your marriage is in trouble? Your life is in trouble. How come that you are not having the victory that you need to have? How come your children and my children are in trouble? It's a good question to ask, isn't it? How come you are not breaking through the way you are supposed to break through? You know, nowadays people give excuses, especially those who are married. They said, we are divorcing because we are not compatible. The place is gone quiet now. You were compatible when you were courting. More than compatible. What has happened now? I want to know. They say there's lack of communication, loss of affection, and so forth. All of these reasons that we give, I can tell you behind this is the devil. Only people, you see, please, when the devil comes, he doesn't come with red horns and say, I'm the devil. He comes through normal human, normal things. Only at times, unless you are very prayerful, you cannot even know that Satan is behind what is going on in your life and in the home. You think it's just natural. You think it's anything that something is just about it. It's not natural. I just heard a testimony about one young gentleman who have tried, studied, passed his exam, but could never get entrance into the university. For five years, he'd been struggling. The thing was not working. People who even did better than him were in the university. He couldn't go through. Then while through, the, when they were praying, the Holy Ghost, say the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he knows everything, you know. The Holy Ghost revealed that the source of all his problem is his father in the village somewhere, orchestrating against him. So his younger brother, this is a true story, his younger brother, 20-year-old, who was not a Christian, when he got to know, he said, eh, we will see. Then he organized some assassins. I'm telling you the true story. Took his father and beheaded him. That same day, the guy gained entrance into the university. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> the young man who was not a Christian took matters into his own hands. <laughs> but I can tell you, Behind all the havoc in your life, at times, is because of a lack of prayer. How can God be great in your life and in my life unless I call upon him who has the power to change my circumstance? The scripture says, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. How can you overcome the forces of darkness that are plaguing your marriage? And you think it's just some normal squabbles, but it keeps on happening all the time. Unless you have a discerning eye, you think, oh, it is just normal. I can tell you, how many of you know that there's a realm of a world that we do not see in this place now? There's another world here now. Hello? Do you know that? <laughs> there's an unseen world right now in this room. Let me just help you with just normal technology. Do you know that there's BBC One in this room now? Yeah. But you don't see it. Those not, you know there's ITV in this room now. But you don't, it's here. Sky News is here right now. So unless you tune in, you will not know, but it is here. In the same way, I'm telling you that there's another world more real than the chair and you sitting here. And that world controls the seen world. That world of the unseen is more powerful than the seen world. 
And unless you can touch heaven in the unseen world through your prayers and your intercession, you'll be at the mercy of certain things. Men ought to always pray. Not when they feel like it. Not when the circumstances are good. I always say this. Did God know you'll be doing three jobs back to back before he said men ought to always pray? Oh, are we here? I want to elevate you to another level. You see, let me tell you, there are two kinds of Christians. What I'm teaching and preaching, if you are a young Christian, don't worry. It's just like my home. I've seen Pastor Joe's uh, little son, Joshua. Uh, no, uh, Luke, 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 Joel. Luke is Luke, Luke Joel. JL. Yes, yeah, some of you are like Joel. So, like just like Pastor Joe will protect Joel, because Joel cannot pray like who? His dad and mother. So he will pray and protect them. Some of you are young Christians, so the pastors protect you. But I'm talking to the old ones here. You have been in the faith for five years, six years, and you still can't pray. You can't pray for 10 minutes after five years in the Lord. There's something wrong. Let me tell you, don't deceive yourself. Men ought to always pray and not to faint. Prayer is vital. They say this, a casual approach to prayer has led to many casualties. A casual approach to prayer has led to many casualties in the Christian life. True or not true? If we were praying seriously, continually, I can tell you that Greenwich will be different, London will be different, London will be different. But our lack of prayer on our knees and crying to God. There are certain things counseling cannot sort out. There are certain things psychology cannot sort out. There are certain things reading books cannot sort out. There's only one way that certain things can be sorted out. It's called neology. 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 On your knees. That is how certain situations can be overturned, I'm telling you. Because you fight not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And the Bible says in Revelation 12, and there was a war in heaven. Even in heaven there was a war. And the devil, the dragon and his angels fought. And Michael and the his angels also fought. And the devil was cast down and his place was found no more in heaven. You have to cast down the things that are fighting your life. The things that are fighting your family. The things that is fighting CLF, Greenwich. They must be dispelled. There was a war even in heaven. And they fought. And thank God we are on the winning side. That is, a, that is the saddest thing. We are always on the winning side. But my people, for lack of knowledge, Satan is a defeated foe. All his tooth has been removed. Somebody say, if that is the case, why is he going around <laughs> creating havoc? This is a good question to ask. How many of you know that Satan, as long as you're a Christian, is under your foot? Every Christian here, but the question, why is Satan seems to be winning? Is it not a good question? Ask that question. God, you want me to tell you why? <laughs> Have you seen terrorists? <laughs> you know terrorists. Huh? Have you also seen Satan is an illegal terrorist? 
just like they are crime havens, even in London, they are gangs. They operate what? Illegally. So unless the police exercise their right, then they will keep on causing what? Havoc. That's exactly how Satan operates. He's a defeated foe, but he's a terrorist. And he's going about illegally trying to harass people here and there. So unless you take your stand, and I can tell you the only stand you can take is in prayer. And call upon the Lord and say, God, let there be an enforcement of the victory of Calvary over Satan. Then he will run riot in your life, in my life. He will. Unless you tell him, get out, the man will not get out. Even after you beat him, he tries and come back again. I will show you that the Bible says, look, Christianity is not fanfare. It's not a fanfare on Greenwich Park. It's a war. Say war. For we fight not against flesh and blood, but against powers of darkness. Oh, Timothy, that thou mightest war a good warfare. As a soldier of Christ, be strong. Put away civilian matters. Look, Christianity is a war. He didn't say amen. I'm telling you the truth. It's whether you like it or not, you are in the war. I told you in heaven there was a war. Heaven itself, where God is. How much when the Bible said when Satan was cast here to him, say, Whoa, mankind to you, for the devil has been cast. But thank God for Jesus. That is why I believe that the greatness of God must be seen. In your life, in my life, and in the CLF. He must be seen, but he will, it will not be seen. By sleeping, by giving excuses that I cannot pray. Look, you cannot afford not to pray. You have no idea. <laughs> Especially those of you who are Methuselahs in the church. You have been in chair for five years and more. Let me see those who have been more than five years and more. I, I want to see, and I have an idea. It seems like half, half. Okay, those of you who are three years and below, that's okay. Some of the things that your older ones will help you. I'm talking to the stronger ones. Because the stronger ones are supposed to take the hand of the younger ones and help them in their journey of prayer. Look, we can talk and read about prayer, but unless you practice it. <laughs> and it takes the older ones to help the younger ones. We all learned how to pray when we were young Christians. We went with the older ones and we learned how to pray. That is the only way. Prayer is caught more than taught. So when they say prayer, five o'clock, wake up and pray. Hallelujah. Ah. You may be falling asleep, but still wake up and be there. Let me give you a testimony of a, a young man in the church. Because he used to hear his pastor say, his pastor used to pray a lot, wake up at three and pray. You know, the pastor, they'll pray. But if you're a leader here, you can't pray one hour, something is wrong. How can you head any department without you praying one hour? Jesus said one hour is the bare minimum. Somebody said, I'm being legalistic. I'm not being legalistic. I'm telling you, if you're a leader, you should be able to pray one hour. I don't care how many court cases you go to. <laughs> because how can you lead the people? If you cannot, how are you going to lead them? Tell me, with your mind. Oh, Lord, you have no idea. <laughs> and this young man, he used to hear his pastor give testimonies. 
how he would wake up and pray and pray. He also wanted to practice the same God. Some people in the church were doing that. He would wake up at four, and within five minutes, he was snoring. This is a truth. He would wake up by 15 minutes, he would sleep. Then he said, okay, this is hard. Let me join the people on the Facebook who are praying. So he joined them. By the time, five minutes, he just gone. It was hard for him. This one went for maybe a month or so. Then one day the pastor was preaching in church. And he said, tonight, the pastor was preaching and then he was, you know, saying things. You know, when we are speaking, we don't have to say that, save the Lord. And I can see, I can see. What I'm speaking is the mind of God. So at times people want to say, and I can see. No. <laughs> so the pastor said, tonight, those of you who believe, God will visit you in Jesus. Then the man said, hey, amen, I believe so. He believed it. That's all. Simple way like that, you know. That night, he said, he just woke up again at four to pray, and then he just slept. And all of a sudden, somebody woke him up, and he saw a being like an angel standing before him. He said, from now, you can pray. He said, now, three o'clock, is up. He can pray to seven before he goes to work. What I'm trying to tell you, that there's a supernatural grace. If you, will, you have the passion, God will help you. Don't start with an excuse. As for me, I can't pray in the morning. Immediately you start with that you are defeated. Is Satan talking to you? Look, I'm telling you, Satan is not, he talks to us. He's so subtle. You hear thoughts in your mind. There are certain things God will not tell you. But usually we think it's natural. That's how subtle the devil is. Have God said, you should not eat of this fruit you sure God said you should pray in the morning? I don't have to pray in the morning. You see, you are debating with, you see, what you don't write that Satan is talking to you. I'm just trying to help you how the devil works. He took so naturally, a lot of people don't even realize. And then a thought comes to my mind. Pastor Joe says, will God put that thing in my, is the devil talking to me? But people don't realize. And what made the devil, then the person will step on your toe. He says, you see that, you see that. It's the devil because God will not tell you anything evil. Are you here with me? It's very easy to know when the devil is talking to people. Hello? God might have told you when you come today, put 100 pounds in the offering. He said, this is the devil. It's my last 100 pounds. It's not the devil. The, the devil is the one who will tell you, put the hundred pounds there. Don't give it because you have to go and buy that shoe tomorrow. <laughs> it's the devil. But God is the one who will tell you, put it in the offering bowl because he's got the miracle for you. Are you here? Prayer is very important. Extremely important. Let me just give you a few reasons why you ought to pray. Look, one of the things I believe in my Christian life is this. I take the Bible like a child. Be like a baby when it comes to them. When you read it, don't make excuses to exempt yourself. That will help you grow very fast in the Lord, I'm telling you. Don't make, give yourself special dispensation. That I ask for you, we're exempt from this. <laughs> Let me give you a few things. I'll go fast so you don't have to really bother. Those of you who are right, you can write it down. Matthew 6, 5. And when you pray, he said, when, he did not say... If you pray, when you pray, Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, faithful in prayer. 
Ephesians 6, 18. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. I'm sure Bishop will be teaching you the different kinds of prayer and requests. Today, I just want to stimulate you that you ought to pray. There are all kinds of laws and rules that governs prayer, which you'll be taught later on. And pray in the spirit on all what? Occasions. With all kinds of prayer and requests. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't be anxious. Don't worry, my brother, about anything. But prayer has the ability to calm your nerves and take away your worry. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm not talking theories. I've experienced it. Prayer can calm your nerves. The situation may not have physically changed, but you know that God is in control. It's sorted out. Hallelujah. He says this. Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Say devote. devote. How many of you are devoted to uh, that lady? Are you married yet? Are you devoted to her? Uh, <laughs> devote. It means that you give yourself. Bible said devote yourself to prayer. I didn't say that. Pastor John, do you read that? All of us have been to school before, haven't we? Devote yourself. I'm going to show you why you need to pray very soon. You must time me, you know. Devote yourself to prayer. First Thessalonians 5.17. Pray continually. Pray what? Continually. Please, are you seeing what the scriptures is saying about prayer? I hope the spirit of God is doing something in your life. Pray continually. Look, prayer is not easy. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's one of the most difficult things what to do. You are talking to somebody you can't see. <laughs> if I can see, it's easy, you know. That's why some people can try for six hours. But somebody you can't see. <laughs> do you know the number one thing Satan fights? Prayer. He will not fight you from going to concerts. If his song is coming, some of you will pay 100 pounds to go and listen to his song. But they say pay 5 pounds. If you come to prayer meeting for you, come. That should tell you something is wrong. Oh, yes. People even don't realize that because Satan is afraid of prayer. They say when the wicked says, go on their knees, Satan begins to tremble. But you can go to all the concerts you want. Dance all you want. He doesn't care. When they say, let's do a seminar for prosperity. Ah! You see some people there. I say, prayer meeting. Everybody has got an excuse. Then when you add fasting to it, that's a whole different ballgame. Ah, mercy, Lord. Mercy. But some kinds, Bishop, Jesus says some kinds do not go out except by prayer and fasting. Some kind, some kind, some kind of devils in your home, some kind of devils in the church, they do not come up except by prayer and fasting. Some kind. First Timothy 2 1. I urge them. You just listen to them. When you go home, just look, listen to the language that is, I urge them. That first of all, 
that requests, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving be made for everyone. I urge. Look, you just check all the language and men ought to always pray without sin. It tells you there's an agency in the language of prayer. Prayer is an act, therefore, of obedience to God. Are you here? It's an obedience to God. Our own master Jesus, he was he who was a perfect man. Jesus, how many of you know Jesus was perfect? No sin, nothing. But the man prayed a lot. According to theologians, Jesus prayed one third of his life. According, so which means Jesus spent three years, one year was in prayer. That should tell you the volume of prayer. You check any man or woman of God who was great and check their prayer life. They did not pray two by four. They spent hours untold. I'm not talking about the young Christians or those of you who work. I'm, uh, this is for the ministers. We should spend hours. The Bible said, the apostles said, we will give ourselves to prayer and to the word. Because we need power so that when we come and devils are harassing you, we can tell those devils, go in Jesus' name. If you don't carry power, I think they'll say, go, they will go. They'll say, Jesus, I know Paul, I know who are you. <laughs> they don't know you. <laughs> It takes power to drive certain things out. I'm not joking. Jesus prayed continually. I, my favorite one is Luke 5, 16. It says this. But Jesus often, say often, withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Often. In fact, at times after he has done great ministry and the people have exhausted him, he will leave them and go to be with the Father. Why? That should do something to us. To the extent that one day, you know what the disciples, the disciples have been observing Jesus. They knew what Jesus could do, the miracles, his teaching, and everything. Eventually, you know what happened? One day they went to Jesus. They didn't ask Jesus, teach us how to preach. They didn't ask Jesus, teach us how to do counseling. They said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Because they knew the secret of Jesus was in the prayer. So if they also can learn the same thing, then they also can be victorious like Christ. Teach us. Some of you young ones should go to Edmund and say, Edmund, teach me how to pray. You better know how to pray when they come to you. <laughs> teach us how to pray. As it was his custom, he withdrew to the lonely places. You know why? At times it's good to go to lonely places. Uh, because at times I don't want to pray and disturb people. When you are in the home, some of us pray very loud. So Jesus will go to wilderness where there's nobody there. You know, we need new places where we can go and pray, where we can, you know. There was a park in Streatham. That was my base. Streatham Park. When things used to trouble me, I would go to Streatham Park and exercise myself in the bush. By the time I come, I am okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you must find your lonely place. Your the Bible called your secret word place. Shut the door. And then pray. Hello. But if I have time, I'll tell you it's not every prayer that works. There are certain prayers work. Certain prayers don't work. Hello. <laughs> there are certain prayers. Hmm? <laughs> Somebody say. You know, two by four prayers. Uh, you are dealing with the devil. I'm talking about devil. And then you cross your legs, having tea. 
devil, leave me alone. <laughs> or you got serious problems, serious problems in your life, in your marriage, serious ones. You think those kind of prayers is going to shift anything? Then you are not desperate enough. I'm going to give you biblical examples of people who prayed fervently and saw breakthroughs in their lives. Because at times we all pray two by four prayers. God, please, can you bless Edmund in Jesus' name? I fulfilled my obligations. Those kind of prayers. <laughs> when you are desperate, nobody will tell you even how to pray. You know that. When you are in a desperate situation and the whole world is caving in on you, nobody even will tell you how to pray. You yourself, the moves you will make. <laughs> People will see this person is desperate. They need a breakthrough. Even your moves have God will answer. <laughs> like Hannah. <laughs> like Elijah. <laughs> like Moses. I'm telling you. Prayer is very vital. My time is so I'm going to jump and talk on the one that I felt God say I should major on. I'll major on that one. Prayer, I've got about 12, but I'm going to just one because I've, I've got only about 15 minutes left. And I'm going to stress on that one. Why you need to pray a certain way. Prayer, one of the effects and the benefits of prayer is this. Prayer is the main medium through which we and God accomplishes his will in our lives in the world. Prayer is the main vehicle through which we come into agreement with God to accomplish God's will here on earth. So I'm going to give you a few examples in the Bible. Is that okay? How many of you have got a prophetic word that is not yet fulfilled? Just a few of you. You are blessed. Amen. That's a prophetic word. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Prophetic words do not come to pass because the prophet says, yeah, 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 I can see. And the Lord is saying, that shall be the greatest one in London. <laughs> oh, I can see that millions are coming into your hands. And then you two jump up and down. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you must be prepared for battle. <laughs> yeah, I can see this is going to happen or that is going to happen. Immediately you hear a word like that. Prepare for battle. And I'm going to show you in the scriptures now with examples that without prayer and strong intercessions, certain things will not happen in our life, in our churches, and in the body of Christ. That is why God, I always will look to and fro in the church and find somebody and say, will you be my instrument of intercession to give birth to my purposes? Let's go to the first person in the Bible. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. Rebecca, help me here now. We have to be quick here. Daniel 9, verse 2. Let me give you the background to the story. A certain prophet has lived years, years ago before Daniel. He's called Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah was part of the Israelites who were taken into slavery, okay? He was a prophet, but he was still taken to slavery because of the sins of people. 
And then he prophesied that in 70 years' time, God will visit Israel and take them from their captivity and return them back to their homeland. So Daniel was reading the books. It's good to read the books. <laughs> he was reading the prophecy. He was reading the, what? The Bible. All a prophetic word that you receive, you were listening to it. And when he read it, he saw that the 70 years was up. This is what Jeremiah said, 70 years. Oh, it's 70 years now. So listen to what they did. Night two. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Look at what he does next. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer, supplication, fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. This is deep. <laughs> now, you and I would think that God says 70 years, isn't it? So, okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future is not ours to know. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> Daniel could have sat and said, ah, God says 70 years, isn't he? Christiana, God says 70, you're a lawyer. So 70, you're a lawyer. So let's keep quiet. God says 70, let him do it. It doesn't work like that. Daniel began to go on his knees, Faster 21, he said, oh God, it's 70 years now. What are you going to do? Because God needs always a human being to come into agreement with him for his will to be done here on earth. He said, when you pray, say this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is. So he said, Daniel was saying, God, your will must be done. The Israelites must return to their land. Oh God, forgive us for our sins. Lord, we rend our hearts. We have been disobedient, I and the fathers, but you are a merciful God. Visit us and turn the situation around according to the prophetic word. He prayed and prayed. Listen to me. Whilst he was praying, you know what happened? The demons. Say the demons. <laughs> there was a war. Look, Satan will not cross his leg and say, come and have it your way. Beggar king, religion. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> Satan doesn't operate like that. Have it your own way. He will fight you tooth and nail, I'm telling you. Especially when your destiny is very great. When your child's destiny is great, you better intercede for that child seriously. So he prayed and prayed First day, nothing. Second day, nothing. Third day, nothing. On the 21st day of his fasting, the angel, Gabriel, is it Gabriel? Gabriel appears. And said, oh, Daniel, highly favored, highly favored. But he took 20, 22nd day. But he took 21 days for the prayer to answer to come through. He said, you are highly favored, you know. Are you highly favored? It doesn't mean it's just going to happen. <laughs> he said, when you began to pray, the first day you began to pray, God released the answers. The first day. But whilst I was on my way, I was met in the heavens, the unseen world, by a force who refused to let me pass through to come. There was a war in the heavens. In fact, I needed reinforcement. <laughs> angel Michael, the warrior angel, had to be released from heaven for me to defeat that, for us to defeat that thing. That's why I have come to you for 21 days. Do you just pray for one day and you give up? That's why Jesus said, men ought to always pray and not to faint. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. 
this <laughs> you have to keep on keeping on keeping on till the answer appears Bishop, one of our problems is that when we say we are doing one, we fast and prayer. After that, we finish it, then we forget. This hope in the Bible, I have never seen anything like that. When they start praying, they will pray to an answer happens. I have not seen anywhere in the Bible where people prayed and they stopped till heaven answered physically. You pray to you see an angel, then you know it is that. You pray to you hear a word, then you know it is that. You pray to something manifests. But this prayer, I've done my one week prayer. Let's go back to the, I'm going to say what? Fish and chips, you know, kind of prayer. <laughs> that is our problem. You need to have a very stubborn, persistent mindset about prayer. That I will not stop praying till heaven answers. Because things are fighting your prayers. 21 days he was opposed. A very holy man, you know. A very righteous man, highly favored of God. Even he was opposed. The apostle Paul said, a great door has opened to me, but there are many adversaries. Many adversaries trying to stop me from entering that open door. You need to fight them. Turn to them and say, neighbor, you need to fight. Tell them they need to fight. The way you are saying you don't, you don't want to. I said, tell them you need to fight. So they have to shake the sleepiness out of their spirits. You need to fight. It's not easy. I'm not what I'm saying is, but if you do it, it will flow after some time. It's not easy, you know, waking up at four. When you are getting out of the bed, everything is telling you have 30 minutes more. He said, no, there's a course. There is a course. There's a serious course. So you crawl out of your bed, literally at times. Yeah. Then you go and pray. Then after 30 minutes, you find out that you are alive. You see how the thing works. Is that not so? If you are slept, you will not have felt anything. It's the devil putting some fresh air on you. That's why you, you don't know, you know. <laughs> you don't, if God were to open our eyes to see what goes on. There's some demons sat in there and say, yeah, this person, if he stands up to pray, he's going to trouble me. Let's surround him. Immediately he's waking up. Make the sleep very deep. <laughs> and you two say, yeah, this thing is very enjoyable. <laughs> you should say, no. I control my body. I am getting up. Because there's a cause. So Daniel prayed. Listen to me again. Let me give another story. Elijah, quickly first, Kings chapter 18, verses 24. We all know the story of Elijah. God, to cut a long story short, there had been a contest on Mount Carmel. God had appeared to me and told him it is going to rain. After three and a half years of no rain, God said it's going to rain. There's a contest between him and the prophets of Baal. He defeats them, and then he tells the king Ahab, I can hear, say I can hear. I can hear the sound of abundance of rain. It's going to rain. So you think the prophet said he can hear the rain, so he should not pray. You see, that's our problem. I can hear the things. Why should I pray? <laughs> Immediately he says that he tells Ahab, you run to Jezreel because it's going to rain. Bible says immediately the king left. You know what Elijah did? Elijah kneels and put his feet and start crying. Ah, ah! Let the rain come, God. Now God have told you why should you be screaming to God? 
Look, you have to understand spiritual things. They are not natural. You have to give birth to serious breakthroughs. They don't just work. You may be here, you are into business. You want to break through in business. When millions are released to you, it won't just happen. I was listening to a pastor in the church. When they started the church, the people were very poor. Nothing was working. But they said there's one thing you will never, you will ever see on the church premises. Anytime you come, the prayer was going up 24-7. Anytime you come, the prayer was going up. Today, go there, you find millionaires, plenty. It did not just what? Happen. Because why would the devil let you to become a millionaire? So you, you will be sponsoring missionaries and doing God's work, buying Greenwich, their own building. He, he doesn't want that. So he will fight it. And there are some devils. You think this huge congregation, there are no devils here? Oh, my Lord, man. Uh, it's not everybody who is smiling that is correct. Oh, you better believe some of these realities. You better believe it. There's an African proverb. Say, if an animal is going to bite you, it will come from inside you. <laughs> if, if an insect is going to get you, it will come from inside your cloth. Eh? It's not coming from outside. At times, your worst enemy is your friend who is telling you, oh, we don't have to pray like this. Yeah, prayer is not, you see, he's destroying you, but you don't realize he's, happy, he's helping you. To stay in your place of defeat. As for us, uh, five o'clock. Why five o'clock? It's not there in the Bible that we should pray. But the man of God has said, let's pray at five. By the way, do you know one thing for the church? When the commander-in-chief comes here, and even he says three, you obey. Oh, the man was not very strong. You don't know how spiritual things work, you know. You think you will just get there, be sleeping, and say, okay, let me go and tell the church, let's wake up at three. He's led by what? The spirit. By you with all your intellectual lawyer mind. You don't, you don't consider this which we have a life. <laughs> That's where the problem is. All this nonsense. But you want to see breakthrough? You want millionaires here in this church? History makers, world changers, people when they speak, the world listen to. You think it will just happen? They are all of you here like that. But it has to be given birth by prayer. Elijah prayed and prayed. Then he would send his servant. Go check that thing out. Can you see any sign? I say you pray until you see a sign. The servant come. Bam, 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 bam. Nothing. <laughs> so, man of God, your prayers are not working. <laughs> like somebody was going to do a wedding. And the wife, the, the woman's mother asked the guy, is the pastor powerful? <laughs> so, you are praying. Nothing is happening. Go and check it. He prays. So he prays. I'm talking about fervent prayer. If you go to James chapter 5, I think verse 17, he says that the fervent prayer of a righteous person makes much what? Power available. If there's no power available, you are not praying fervently. Case closed. Me, that's how the thing is. No argument. You are praying two by four prayers. Don't you want power? I want power. I say, I want power. It will break forth. And you pray fervently. Look, the kind of prayer is described. The effectual, endless fervent. What does fervent mean? Fiery. Fiery. So when you are praying two by four, is it fiery? <laughs> Drinking tea prayers. 
that I don't understand when they are praying, some of them are hugging their wife. Is that time to hug your wife? What kind of nonsense is that? It is pure nonsense. That's all the time we can hug your wife later on. This is water. This is destiny time. My goodness me. Sure, Lord have mercy. <laughs> so your mind, whilst you are praying for breakthrough, you are squeezing your wife. And my goodness me. Oh, I can go, I can go to answer those kind of prayers. You are desperate. You don't even see your wife or your husband. Like Hannah. She forgot about the husband. I want a child. That's another one. Timothy, my time is almost up. Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, you see the prophetic word that you receive? You must war a good warfare. Say good warfare. It means there can be bad warfare. War with good warfare so that the thing will happen. Because without it, it will not happen. I can give you Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 36. God gives a serious prophetic word. The armies, Israel will wake up again. Then in 36, God says, but you will call upon me, you will pray, and I will answer that prayer. <laughs> Every word of God must be prayed into being. Prayer is simply this. God has designed the world in such a way that he will not do anything. John Wesley said this, except men pray. I don't know, but he has limited himself to that. It means that because God gave the earth to who? Men. So we need God who is even sovereign. Say, give me permission to intervene in your situation. So as long as I keep my mouth shut, you know some people do all their prayer in thinking. Thank God for thinking. When there are people there in the public place, you can think the prayers. But you cannot do all your prayers in thinking. You must speak. And at times it's groanings. Ah, uh, uh, God, remember. Remember my children. Remember our oh God. Oh God, have mercy. Have mercy. It's quiet, but it's, 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 in, it's fervent. I'm not saying fervent just means screaming. <laughs> but fervent can mean, ah, you are there, ah. You can ask my wife when I pray in the bed, ah, ah. Shale, mercy for my wife. They say, yeah, go on, carry on. <laughs> Before I said, they say, oh, you are disturbing me, leave me alone. <laughs> I said, you have to join me. There's a lot at stake here. If it was movie I was watching, you come and join me and watch the movie. But prayer, you won't pray. What is, what is going on? Oh, <laughs> Look, it is serious, the business we are in, you know. It is life and death matter. We cannot fulfill certain destinies unless we pray very intensely. There's plenty. Moses, when the Amalekites were being because of time, one day God told the Israelites to go and fight, fight Amalek. So Joshua was the one who would go and fight. Moses said, I will go to the mountaintop. Eh? And then while the war was going on, they were fighting, shooting each other. Moses was on the mountain with his hands lifted up like these two hands. The Bible says this. That is a sign of intercession. When Moses got tired and his hands came down, Amalek started beating Israel. These are realities, my brothers and sisters. That's why I ask you the question, all the havoc in your home, in our churches, where do you think it is coming from? Moses was so tired that Aaron and Er have to go and what? Help him. To stay his hands up till the battle was won. Are you here? I read in Deuteronomy chapter, I think 20 as well. Moses was given chapter 2 or whatever. He was given the history 
of Israel. Think to, and he said this. He said this. Aaron, God was about to kill Aaron. He was very angry with him. But then I prayed and I interceded. Prayer can even save people who are stilted for death. Your prayers can save people. It can save your family members. It can deliver people. Do you know that you are saved because of Bishop's prayers? Oh, you don't know? Those of you who don't pray, it is prayer that is covering you. That's why you have to bless him. Hallelujah. Every time you are going on holidays, you factor him in. Hallelujah. Mm, anytime you are eating some juicy beef, you buy some for him as well. Pastor, your prayers is helping me. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking with this. I'm serious. Then when he's, when he's cutting the steak, I'm not saying whether he eats steak or not. So, mm, Father, bless Ayo, Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes. And that is enough. Just by that word from his mouth. You must know how to treat the anointing and the anointed one. Are you here? You pray for me and you bless him carnally with carnal things as well. So that when he's praying for you, there's joy in the prayer. Hallelujah. Do you want to pray? I said, do you want to pray? Let me finally mention about even Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus. You see, Jesus is the, class, the, the last one. Then we will stand up and pray soon. The Bible says when Jesus came to his final work to go to the cross, do you know that he prayed? The Bible says he went to the garden. I like it. And then he told the disciples, you wait here. I will go yonder and pray because of time. I'm not giving the reference. I can't do all your study for you. You can find out. Nowadays, the internet is so easy. Just Google. You'll find the scripture there. He said, you wait here. I will go yonder and what? Pray. Listen to the prayer Jesus was praying. That's how intense spiritual battles can be. He was praying, say, Father, I don't want to go to the cross. Left me, I don't want to. It's too, I, I don't want to. It's too hard. Nevertheless, not my will, by yours be that. You know, Jesus prayed the same prayer. Those of you say we should not pray the same prayer for the same thing. He prayed this prayer three times for three hours. After finish one hour, he come to the disciples. Hey, I asked you to help me to pray. They were sleeping. That's why we, the pastor, we can't allow you to say, oh, you are not praying, so I shouldn't pray. I can't leave my destiny in your hands. Some people say, somebody's praying for you. Look, nobody's praying for you. Better pray for yourself. <laughs> you better pray for yourself. The person who say they'll pray for you, they don't pray, I'm telling you. They don't. You better pray for yourself and especially for your family and for your children and for the church. You need to pray. Jesus three times and then he said, not my will. The same prayer. Bible said the same thing. He going, Father God, nevertheless. And the Bible said on the third time, you know what happened? Angels. You pray until something happens. Angels came and strengthened him and said, you can do it. That's all right. You are going to pray unto something happy. Shall we stand? Let us stand. You want to pray for the prayer grace. You want to pray for the grace to pray. You want to pray that God will give you grace. God will connect you to people in the church that can help you to intercede and pray. How many of you want that grace to pray? There's a grace. There's a grace. There is a grace. God will release it for you. God will give you the grace. If, if you fail, it doesn't matter how many times you fail. Just have a heart. God, I want to learn how to pray. Prayer is vital. Help me. Help me. Can somebody be on the keyboard for us? Help me. Help me. Help me. 
begin to talk to God. Say, Father, give me grace. Give me the grace of supplication and intercession. As we pray as a church, Lord God, help me to wake up. Help me to wake up. If you've been doing two days, say, now you do three days. Increase it by one day. Kabo Sabaya. Spirit of the Lord, help us. Spirit of the Lord, come upon us. Spirit of the Lord, help us. So we can pray that your kingdom will come. Your will will be done. This church will thrive. This church will dominate the city. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that the devils will be out of our families, out of our children, out of our marriages, out of our finances. Teach us, oh Lord, to pray. Let that grace come upon us, oh God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Spirit of the Lord, come upon us afresh. Do a fresh new work. Do a new work, oh God. Do a new work, oh God. Do a new work, oh God. Do a fresh work, oh God. Come upon us. Stir our hearts up.